another movie review podcast. At least it's better than a car crash. And we'll go What's up, everybody? This is Beat It Movie Reviews. I'm disgraced detective Joe Cabello, and this is 30 Seconds to Mars lead singer Chris Asoto. What's up, Chris? Hey, how's it going? It's good. It's very good. And, uh, you know, people who listen to the show know that for our show, it's the little things, like changing our, our nicknames or our bios for each movie. And we we did those little things for today, the little things, which is what we're reviewing. A sequel to Where the Wild Things Are, I think. Is it? It's a prequel, I think. <laughs> a actually. prequel, yeah. The the little things, and then there's Where the Wild Things Are. Uh, but no, we're talking about the little things new on HBO. It's a WB release with their little debacle or whatever you would call it, where they decided to release their theater movies to HBO. You want to catch it quick, but before we get into the review, Chris, why don't you tell us what you've been watching? Uh, yes, of course. First off, our WandaVision, right? Oh, yes, yes, yeah, actually. I, I never write it down for some reason, so I always <laughs> completely forget about it. Yes, the Joe and Chris WandaVision Wandalong. All right, let's talk about it. Now I'm ready to talk. Uh, first episode where they give us information about what's going on in the outside world. Yeah, right. and and right away, Pretty, like uh, it just starts right into that. Yeah, it's like the entire episode is just that. It's just the. It's it's funny because I think a lot of people really like this episode because it finally gives you. Um, context for a lot of the stuff that's going on. Yes. But the the thing that I would say, too, is that at the same time, it's telling you all of this stuff that we already assume, I think, as, you know, <laughs> like, we're like, oh, man, clearly, like, they're in some dream thing and people outside are trying to get to him. But then the, the entire episode is like, remember when there was that voice in the radio? That was this someone is what trying it to was. get to and them. Like, oh, yeah, it is what it what I, exactly what I thought it was. OK. Yeah, cool. th- that is true. <laughs> I, I think it is that. But I would say. Beyond the uh, just the fact that this gave answers, which um, I did, I did think a lot, some of it was cool when I saw that it uh, the people were coming back from the snap. I found that yeah, very interesting. That's definitely the most awesome part. Yeah, I was like, that's this is cool. Okay, I could see where this all sits in. But I think overall, why certain people like myself, maybe I'll speak for you a little bit, um, like this episode more, is because like. It's just, it actually is action packed and uh, has a lot of forward momentum. You know what I mean? Like it's an exciting episode. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. the other episodes, it was like, no, the problem wasn't that it wasn't giving us enough information. It's that it wasn't interesting to us while it happened. And I've yeah. noticed a lot of uh, people kind of the the backlash against the backlash type of thing where. People are like, I don't, I still don't understand, like, how you could say the first three episodes move too slow. It's like, no, that's not really what it is. It's that we didn't like it. Like, it's okay that we didn't like it. There's no, like, conspiracy. Yeah, 
and the, the people are trying to like put context contextualize it with like oh you could never watch lost or twin peaks if you watch if you don't like that yeah how the show it... is and it's like lost okay lost is an hour long episode or 45 minute episode which is yeah. the first three episodes of wandavision so i think that if i watched the first three episodes of wandavision it would <laughs> yeah first of all be similar of an experience that i would be interested but also the fact that they would just compare some something like that show to this show is also just dumb so yeah dumb for that reason just for the length reason yeah i always get a little spotty myself when uh people compare two shows that are different time lengths because it's like it's a mm-hmm. it's a different game completely like mm-hmm. different storytelling is used you know like it is a little uh, hard to compare them. But, yeah, I think it's that. And, well, we liked a lot of the elements of Lost or Twin Peaks while the slow burn was happening. So I think there is a little bit of uh, the Super Marvel fans being like, wait, it's so impossible that anyone would not like the first three. It must be because <laughs> of this reason. But that being said, yeah. I did uh, I did like this episode. It got me excited for where things are going. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I could kind of watch a show. I never watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think it's not like this, but kind of just like investigative Marvel, X-Files Marvel, you know, seems like a cool yeah. thing, which is what this episode kind of feels like. Yeah. And like all the characters are tied into other Marvel movie franchises. So it's kind of like just injecting it full of different past marvel things to reward the viewers who are, have seen everything right they're like oh yeah it's mm-hmm. the guy from ant-man and the girl from thor cool and i uh, don't i don't even catch mo- any of those or most maybe um uh, and i i enjoyed this episode yeah you more. don't you don't need yeah. it it's not necessary but it does for, give like, that the characters are still fun yeah it's like yeah. such a it is funny how like everybody's like each other's daughter and like shit like that, just so they can <laughs> yeah. tie together the these like universe. hundreds of years of shit that's happened. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was a fun episode, and um, yeah, maybe it does answer a lot of the things that we've been like assuming. But I think the one yeah. big thing was like, is this an evil like villain that's trapping them in there, or is it Wanda? I think that was always the the two questions or two inevitabilities and yeah. pretty clear that it would be Wanda cuz that's like the more interesting choice and like what she does, right? Doesn't can't she like bend reality before this or I don't uh, know. Yeah, she she couldn't do it too well. Like she kind of I don't know. I guess they underdeveloped her character, so you don't really know like the extent of her powers. Yeah, but I even buy it just from like how they've shown her and like her yeah, kind of snapping that like okay maybe she would do this, um, but yeah there was a lingering thought like oh is it just gonna be like a villain that's doing it, like controlling her or something? Yes, yeah, something I don't know. Yeah, but, no, uh, a lot of yeah. a lot of those uh, YouTube videos are like things you missed on Wandavision. They're all very uh, adamant that they think it's some sort of villainous character that's forcing her to make children to them and for other things well it's like i don't know that could be i don't want to discount anything like that but 
it seems like there's enough meat if you play it right to just a hero who was so like messed up in the head Broken that they and yeah up that, because she was forced to kill the man she loves yeah to so. try and save the world but then it didn't mean anything because he fucking <laughs> killed everyone anyways yeah yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> like that's fine just her. <laughs> yeah yeah that's what was cool about this <laughs> reveal. Like they could peel back more stuff, but it's like, no, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I, I have, we have been mean about the show. I've been a little bit mean about the show, but I think we have also <laughs> been fair in oh. saying we just want to wait. Like, yeah. cause it's, we think it will. I, I mean, there hasn't been Marvel stuff that's been released lately in, in the last like five years. That's, like actually bad right that's related to the marvel universe it's like and that's the thing with this show is like i I like it it's without i'm not gonna like not criticize it but i'm glad that it's not bad you know it's that's the thing with this show it's like well we can hate on it for bits here in there but like it's not a bad show at all and and it's it's just doing things in a, a unique way that like we i think we said already that i feel like when the show's episodes are all out, I think it's much. This show would be much better as like a binge watch show. Yeah, for how it's styled. Yeah, and I think I'm gonna. Oh, yeah. I am fully convinced now. At the end of the season, I'm gonna be like, "That was fucking sick." No, like, mm. but the journey there, I understand, is like this part sucks. <laughs> this part sucks. Yeah, uh, and you don't, uh, you don't give all shows those chances. But I think a nine or eight episode mm. show. I'll do it. Yeah, that's only twenty minutes episodes. Is like easy to get through and yeah, put your time in. But I'm excited. About it's it. gonna amount to like a movie essentially, right? Yeah, maybe like a, a fairly long movie, but yeah, yeah, a hateful eight. <laughs> There's a, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but uh, very much looking forward to the next episode for the Wanda Long. Any other thoughts about the the Wanda Vision? Um, no, I think I think that's it. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on. I'll be honest. I've actually I don't think I've watched anything this week other than our feature movie. I had worked okay. a lot, uh, so I didn't really get a chance to do anything but read some comics on my free time. Uh, so what have you been watching? Let's see. Um, watched the second-to-last episode of The Expanse for this last season. It's very cool. Same old stuff there. I did watch John Wick 3 again. Because I was listening to a, a podcast that was reviewing it. Okay. Have you seen? You've seen those movies, right? So I don't think I've seen two, and I've only seen like half of three. Believe it or not. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, and not okay. that. So I you've didn't... only seen the first half of three? Yeah. Okay. And I think I was watching it like uh, when I was sick, like homesick, like in bed, and I was like, okay, I can finally oh. watch this. But then I was like. I feel like shit, like, and I'm like I'm uh, watching it on my yeah. laptop in bed, just like, <laughs> no thanks. Um, but yeah, I think yeah. they're like the like the raid where I'm like, oh, I know I'll like this, but um, I also don't want to casually yeah. watch it, and it'll be okay. evergreen. Okay. 
But uh, yeah, so your second time watching it. Yeah, I mean, I think I've watched it a couple more times since theaters, but but yeah, rec- most recent time. I haven't watched it in a little bit. Yeah, what do you think about uh, it on the rewatch and comparatively? So you've seen the first one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The so I have this thing with with John Wick. The the third one is my favorite, I think. But it's and it's because the action is the best of all the movies. So I think in that sense, it's definitely worth watching. Um, my problem with uh, two is that from two on, they were like, okay, this is going to be a franchise because it was so successful. Yeah. But they had to start building out the world. And there's all these problems with the world where the world doesn't seem like it's fully realized. They just constantly are throwing rules at you when they get in his way. So it's like they're yeah. like developing rules as they go along to be like okay this now this is a thing now this is a thing and then basically the there's this high table that's like the masters of all the different gangs of assassins yeah and there's these kind of there's this kind of like bits where it's interesting that they don't intervene earlier in like the second movie but then they they're more much more in the third movie but um, the other problem, too, is, like, in the second movie, I feel like they lose... The best part of the original is how self-aware the movie is and how the characters realize, like, John Wick is the, like, stereotypical hero of a movie who literally kills everyone that goes against him yeah. and does it in a way that seems impossible to even comprehend how he could still be alive killing all these dudes. So the first one was great because everyone's scared of him and rightfully so as he shows in the movie and and you know the villains are like oh fuck john wick ah we're fucked you know yeah it's like what if the action movie like the joke was we make about the action movie what if he actually was that is kind of what the number one does right yeah yeah and and the problem i have is in two they like really don't give a shit anymore and people just think oh it's john wick fuck we'll get this guy and it's like you won't. You really won't. Like <laughs> yeah. the 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 plot of the second and third involved basically him causing problems to where the high table is like, we need to get rid of him because he's broken too many rules. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, we're gonna put a hit out on him so any assassin that can kill him will get X amount of money. But I'm just curious, like, how much fucking money is that? Because if I was an assassin and I saw John Wick, I'd be like, Good luck. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna take all this money. That's yeah, not like enough not money. There's it. not enough money because I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. That's the uh, fun of yeah, it, right? Just, like you could still have the yeah. same movie where they, you know, have fights with John Wick and maybe even try to kill him, but being like, "Fuck, this isn't gonna work." <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So the the second movie I think really loses the effectiveness because the villain in that one is the guy from the first movie that he um, makes that deal with to get out of being an assassin where he, he's like, Oh, he's Mm -hmm. the Baba Yaga. He killed, he did the unthinkable and killed like a whole clan in one night Mm -hmm. for some other guy to to rise up. And that guy is like, I'm going to fuck with John wick when he's literally the guy that made him do something that's like impossible. I just, that, that was like my biggest, like what? It did um, seem that way from watching the third. Uh, uh, I was like, 
this seems like the world is a little blown out and it's like doesn't make sense really yeah yeah there's there is a lot of there's much more like crazy world building in the third one but so actually what's cool about the third one and i think you'll like now that you've watched the raid is that two of the villains in it are the guy who's in the raid one and two that they that they bring back as a different character into mm-hmm. with the machete yeah, yeah. He, him, and then the uh, Karambit guy, the guy with the knives that are under his hands. Oh yeah. That he fights at the very end. They're like a, they're like a team, who he fights before like the final guy, and it's like probably one of the coolest hand to hand fight scenes in the movies. That's awesome. So that's like a, a great reason to watch, but also, the reason the third one is cool is because those characters and like the main villain that he fights in the movie who's uh mark dacascus oh amazing you know him? yeah the yeah. guy the capoeira fighting movie guy yeah, yeah he and uh double dragon he's uh he's like the main guy that fights john wick and he's like a super fan of john wick so like he just like nerds out like oh i get to fucking <laughs> try and assassinate to john wick him. this is gonna be awesome yeah so that's great they kind of bring back the self-awareness but in a way where those characters just are very aware of him and like revere him. And they're like, it's an honor to fight this guy. Cause mm-hmm. he's, he is death, you know? Um, but yeah, the, the fight scenes are, you know, really great. Uh, love the action in that movie. Cause it, it, it the raid and the raid two seem very much like this is top tier action. Yeah. At its finest now. And with the, the third movie, it kind of felt like it was on par with some of that stuff, even though, you know, Keanu's getting a little older, so he can't do all that squirrely stuff mm-hmm. that they they do in the raid, some of those younger dudes, but uh, it's really cool. And then the other thing actually is like, sometimes I feel like the shooting action gets too long and drawn out of just like, how many guys can you shoot in the head mm-hmm. for 20 minutes where you're like, this is all the same now? Yeah, yeah, and, like, you also, like, how, you can't up it because then it gets just so – it gets a Punisher Warzone levels where you're like, what? Because yeah. like, that movie, the fight – the shooting scenes had to be short, like the intro scene because he's just doing yeah. ridiculous shit. You run out of shit to do in that room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think the third one is especially is best if you view it, like, in two halves because I feel like – the first time I watched it in theaters, it was like so much action and pretty long that it kind of felt like I'm kind of tired halfway through. Mm-hmm. Like, this is exhausting. Um, but yeah, if, if you do watch it, I would say you could easily take a break between the first and second halves and it kind of like helps it. Yeah. Like I did with raid two. It, it really, yeah. it's one of the few movies where um, I don't regret doing that. Usually yeah. it really fucks with you, like no matter even if you choose like the midpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I definitely yeah. am more excited to watch the John Wick movies, uh, the ones I've missed after seeing the raid. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the only other thing, oh, actually, I, I did watch two things. Let's see. One of the things I watched yesterday was the. I was, bought a ticket for the sf sketch fest the san francisco sketch fest 
they did a basically a live stream with all of their um, different artists, and they had them all on doing different bits. Uh, I think it's you could still watch it. Actually, I think the stream is up for shoot maybe a week or something like that. But you can buy it's twenty bucks, and then they have like the whole stream, and I think it was like five hours or something like that. But uh, there's some good bits. Some of it's kind of slow. There's like people, a lot of the the comedians basically did like a version of their own podcasts on the show, which mm. I felt like was uh, kind of boring. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there, there like... are some good, solid ones in there. Yeah, like the, the come thing up that was with weird a, too is a bit. Did any did anybody uh, or go go ahead? Then I'll save this question. Sure, yeah. There were some good ones, like, peppered throughout. Like, um, there was this one group called The Black Version, and it was, like, a bunch of black actors, comedians, that redid um, different movies, but if it was, like, the quote-unquote black version. Mm -hmm. So they did, like, Armageddon and uh, The Road, and then they would just, like, act out a scene in it, but, you know... Over, this is That's all over like fun. Skype too. So, but yeah, they're they're those are really funny. Um, I think my favorite thing. Uh, oh, the state did a thing that was cool, but they basically just announced that next year for SF Sketch Fest they're gonna all be there in person <laughs> uh, for like a reunion thing. That was their bit. Uh, oh god. <laughs> yeah, that's their entire bit. Um, but uh, the the best one I think was there's like I think it was the last one, but they they did Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. Perfect. He was interviewing um, Weird Al, and then he was like, "Hey, didn't you write that song?" He just did bit this bit over and over. He was like, "Hey, isn't this one of your songs?" And then he had a bunch of his own songs that are like related to food covers uh-huh. that he kept asking Weird Al about, and Weird Al was like, "I don't think I did that one. That's not me." <laughs> And he just kept going through a bunch of different songs that were uh, really funny. Uh, did um, did any of it like use the digital format well, or was it all just like comedians with their webcams up? Um, they all did pretty much a webcam format, but I think uh, one of them did it well actually. Danny Danny Pudi from uh, Community. Mm-hmm. He was with this other comedian. I forgot the other comedian's name, but they were doing a bit where they were standing side by side, and they performed a song, and they did like a dance, and then like one of the the bit was one of them kept getting into crossing over to the other one's screen, and then they ha- and then he kept like pushing him back, but then they had someone else in his stream like pushing him, and they did like a bit with that. That was really funny. That's yeah, that sounds cool. I feel like yeah, these seem like missed opportunities, and I don't know like how long in advance they were given. I assume yeah, a decent amount in advance. Yeah, <laughs> but I just wish they would use the digital format and be like, okay, if it's gonna be like this, how can we make that actually uh to its benefit? Use it as a plus. Yeah, I yeah. haven't done the a one. Oh god. Another example, I guess, would be one of them did one where they were doing, like, a riff tracks style. They watched a video, and they all, like, commented on it while it was going. Even that, yeah, I'm like, okay, that's enough. Like, at least. Yeah, that's, like, utilizing it, at least. At least something is being done. Um, 
Yeah, and so you could watch it all. Was it a live stream, and then later the, you could download the So it was bits, live, or? and as it was going, you could always rewind it from the start. Okay. So as it was going, you'd watch it live, and then everything before it. And then once it was done, you could immediately go back anywhere and watch it from wherever. Okay, cool. Because the, the only festival I've done in the pandemic was the Chattanooga Film Festival, and they had like Zoom panels and things like that at specific times, but otherwise, just everything was available on demand that day. And then the next day, more movies were available on demand. And I found that to be a nice way to do it for at least a film festival. I feel like maybe not for a comedy festival, just because maybe people like want to chat and experience it in the moment. I don't know, but. It seems like a very, it's still very strange ground, right? Because maybe for a movie, the audience does help a movie, but yeah. for a comedy show, I mean, the audience is so part of it. Uh, yeah. So, or a festival, especially. A lot of the comedians, it seems like, are not adapting to what the streaming style is to like mm-hmm. understand how to utilize it the best way. They're just kind of like, well, let's just stream a zoom call and that's it. And yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's a lot of factors, like just not being comfortable not giving a shit or being like, well, it's going to go back to normal soon, but it's, yeah, I think exactly. it is going to go back to normal, but this thing, like what the culture that's been created from the pandemic of digital shows and digital anything meetings whatever is gonna be a big chunk now it already is i mean twitch like you have more people going to twitch shows than live theater yeah before the pandemic (laughs) yeah and i think during the pandemic it said that they like more than doubled their like incoming new viewer count or whatever yeah, which so. seems low, I think honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, 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 and I, what's odd is I think I watched more Twitch before the pandemic, but I, I don't. I think that's <laughs> just more some just shifts overall. But yeah, that's that's interesting to hear about how it would go because I was so, you know, what I had this thing in my mind. I don't know if you saw the Ariana Grande concert for Adult Swim. During the pandemic? Uh, no, I don't think I did. Have you heard anything about that? You seen these guys? No. It's my Sebastian <laughs> Maniscalco impression. Uh, who is He's that? <laughs> Never mind. Uh, we'll, we'll play a <laughs> clip of him one day. Um, but anyways, what was I saying? Uh, <laughs> you seen these guys really? Oh, yeah. So it's like... They did some just small concert, kind of like how they've been doing Tiny Desk concerts for NPR these days, where it's just like the band okay. who's probably tested, not yeah, not like the, a full room of people anymore. And it was like her performing with a band, I forget who else, on a green screen, so it was just like Meat Wad dancing in the background. Okay. And to me, I understand why a comedy festival with like hundreds or dozens at least of performers, that's a, like... A lot harder to do, but I, I like imagined that like a state, like something, some production value, you know, not just Danny yeah. Pudi in his fucking house. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, it was definitely a lot of just comedians in their houses being getting goofy. coffee. <laughs> yeah. Um pretty it was definitely not the greatest. Not the greatest, but do you There were pers- some good things, but yeah. Yeah, cuz you you paid the 20 bucks or whatever for your virtual ticket. Is that something that you're like, oh, you know, it wasn't that good, but I was kind of happy to do it as something interesting? Or were you like, you know, that one was a whiff? I was definitely didn't regret paying it. And it was only 20 bucks, so I feel like that also is not that big of a deal. Since, like, we'll buy a movie to rent for two days that costs, like, $25. And it's, you know, this is, like, double the amount of time that one of those things is. And, you Mm. know, it's like there's pieces here and there if you're if you're a fan of like a specific comedian you can watch their bit and get something out of it you know they're not all of the shows were bad it's just it was like paying 20 bucks for a collection of like 10 podcasts you know yeah episodes kind yeah. of felt like that different where like, different than what you were okay really yeah gonna get and you know what? I'll be honest. I've done and gone to in-person sketch fests, and mm-hmm. you know what? It's kind of not that great either. <laughs> it's not that great. And uh, there are great things about it, but it's just it is like uh-huh. you're usually they're doing it in like shitty theaters that yeah you know are just, and you it's have to just pack like a lot of people into mm, yeah there's a lot of downsides to it and really like the the reason why you go is so you can get drunk with people and maybe meet somebody you know fall in love have a yeah. couple kids you seen <laughs> these guys uh sketch fest you could probably still get it as this episode comes out go check it out i'm sure they'll post everything from it for free months later <laughs> Um, cool. And I think that was it for what you've been watching. I'll just do a quick shout oh. out. Oh, go. I watched one other thing. Go for it. I watched a movie on Netflix called Finding Ohana. Okay. Have yeah. you heard of that movie? Tell me about it because I actually watched the first five or ten minutes and then my internet cut out. And I was only watching it while I was like cleaning. Um, Okay. So uh, uh, tell everybody what it is and then what she thought about it. Yeah, basically it's like, so it's on Netflix, came out uh, this Friday. It's it's like the Goonies, but if it was based in Hawaii. Oh, and, that's cool. And instead of, uh, instead of like treasure that's like a pirate, oh, actually, I guess it's like it is pirate treasure that they're looking for. So that's all into it but uh it's got more booty yeah so there's booty and um there is lore based on a lot of like hawaiian culture so cool it's got that mixed into it which is really cool (laughs) um it's just a solid kids movie it seems like as it's, far as like if, uh yeah like how is the is it comparable to Goonies just in like what it's yeah. trying to do or as far as like it's fun energy in in both I would say in, in oh, what okay. it's trying to do and it's fun energy yeah so like if you have kids this is definitely like a solid movie to it's like a a better version of like a Disney original movie oh like okay. with like a movie 
movie uh, production quality instead of Disney Channel original quality. Yeah, I for me that uh, explains explains my question exactly uh, or answers it exactly um so yeah that's very good to hear that's gonna make me definitely want to watch it because i I was like okay what is this exactly and even when you say it's a goonies style sometimes it just doesn't not that i'm like a goonies fanatic but uh just does it actually do it or not yeah it it's it is pretty cool and uh it's pretty funny it's there's this interesting part in it where the main girl finds this journal that's written by this pirate that they're looking for the treasure of Mm -hmm. and she'll read the story of the pirate and then it'll cut to basically a drunk history style scene of these pirates um speaking whatever she's saying and it's like chris parnell and uh some Uh two other dudes and they're basically just mouthing like this you know 12 year old girl and and that's that's pretty funny too so it does have these cool little stylized bits in it where you're like not necessarily expecting that kind of stuff to be in this movie that sounds really fun yeah oh that's very cool Yeah, yeah i think that i'll definitely uh put that on my growing list of movies but um you know what my list of movies not a lot of them are like finding ohana so Uh i'm like i need one of those (laughs) something i can pitch to andy to watch together there's there's a bit where they go to the uh the lost golf course and they and they talk about lost too really Uh, yeah yes please um cool so yeah the cast is good all the young actors are good it's got the kid from the house with the clock in the walls i I forget i did but i forget the kid (laughs) yeah um kelly who is in it also as the mom oh right uh yeah and then there's there's like some other actors in it that i guess are like like the main brother, I think, is like a YouTube musician, singer, oh, guy somebody, or something. Somebody that we wouldn't, uh, yeah, know. that we wouldn't know. <laughs> We're not cool enough, folks. I'm sorry, <laughs> but yeah, pretty cool. All right, if you can find Finding Ohana, um. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, before we get into it, I guess I'll just give a quick shout out to something, uh, or one or two things I've been reading. I had, I did watch Apple Seed a-, a couple weeks ago, the, uh, anime movie. Uh, so I started reading the manga and, uh, I really like it. It's a bit different than the film in that the film is like let's take a moment from deep into the comic series and just make a movie about that and so it's a little like confusing while that messed up my read of this uh, of it because I was thinking like okay the series just starts from around that time too but it starts way before that so I was making assumptions as I was reading it I actually had to read it again um, but it's about this, uh, after the world wars, these societies are created, uh, and they're 
become like 80% bio droid, which is like, you know, cyborg people or whatever. So it really becomes this question of like, hey, humans suck and they're destructive. Should we just like do something about them? And people, some people in power are like, no, that's fucked up. Like, you just can't do that even if they are destructive. And then the computer uh, system that runs the city is basically like, yeah, I side with humans. So it's kind of interesting. I, I'm going to see what happens uh, later. I finished the first book and the, the second or half of the second book. But it just poses a lot of really uh, interesting questions about humanity that I think we're all facing right now, too, of like, hey, we're all being so shitty. Like, do we deserve to even live? <laughs> Uh, is in the is the main character in the book actually Johnny Appleseed, and that's like, it's like an anime. It's a precursor. Take. Yeah, actually, I don't know why it's even called Appleseed. I haven't quite put that together or looked it up. But uh-huh. uh, I kind of dislike the name. But what would you name it? Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> they name it Johnny. <laughs> this is more confusing. The, the final page of the entire book is like you find out his last name is Appleseed. Oh my god. Oh, and this was before the Bible was written. That's when this took place. <laughs> uh but yeah, I've been checking that out. But uh just wanted to give a shout out to that. I've been reading that a lot as well as a few other things, but um yeah, Appleseed, you can read it on Comixology for free if you have the the unlimited subscription, which is like six bucks a month. Oh, sick. And there's like tons of shit on there. Um, awesome. Let's get into our review, our feature review of The Little Things. The Little Things is directed by John Lee Hancock. And uh, the IMDb synopsis is Two Cops Track Down a Serial Killer. <laughs> so, very simple movie this <laughs> wait a minute uh, that what the fuck that's okay, sorry it that's Future like spoilers i guess but it's not untrue or anything it is exactly what the movie is but it's funny how it's like just that like if you're like hey what's uh what's what's the um avengers uh, endgame and infinity war about and it's like a uh, superheroes fight a villain you're like okay well <laughs> yes uh so it's that it's a denzel washington movie uh that is on hbo for the next month so uh again we mentioned it earlier but eight, uh wb and hbo reached a deal because of the pandemic that they would release one of their theater planned releases on hbo per month so wonder woman was the uh january or was it I guess uh, December to January uh, release. Now that's gone. I don't think you could watch it anymore on HBO. Um, I think that's the the way it works. Um, You'll never be able to see it again, actually. They're never going to release it on DVD or Blu-ray. Maybe if it gets the uh, Academy Award for Best Picture, like they're gunning for. Uh, 
Uh, but this is the next movie. So this is a movie you would have seen in the theaters. Let's talk about The Little Things. Chris, what did you think about The Little Things starring Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, Jared Leto? Might as well be a boy band. And what food did you think it was like? Damn. Uh, I've heard that the director slash writer of this movie, John Lee Hancock, had the screenplay for this movie done in the 90s. And it was yeah. just sitting around until now. <laughs> and I guess that definitely shows. But uh, I don't... I don't know. I don't, I don't know about this movie. It's it's unintentionally funny and very bizarre. And uh, I, d- I don't really understand how intelligent any of the characters are and, and like, how long-term their memory is. Because it seems like they only have short-term memory and it doesn't make any sense. But uh, I think that it's, like, I don't know, man. Is it the first three quarters of this movie seems like a somewhat competent mystery murder mystery thriller and then it just devolves into like what the fuck is why are these decisions being made well Uh, yeah i think there's we'll get into spoilers of i think i kind of know exactly what you're getting at but it's slightly spoilery but not really like it's hard to say uh I guess, well, uh, let's say this. They know there's a serial killer, and the movie is like, oh, it's this guy. Like, for sure. And they even arrest him. Uh-huh. But you well, can't I'm get not, it. I don't want to spoil yeah. anything, so I'm I don't not going to make any comments but, on that. I, but, I don't yeah. want to spoil it, but I almost do. But, yeah, continue on with your, your thoughts. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Jared Leto gives the performance of his career. Is so good. He should win an Academy Award for uh, best supporting role. Uh, he's great in it, though. Um, I guess Denzel is just on autopilot. I don't know. It's a little Bruce that, Willis uh... effect. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. Denzel to me is like an actor that. There's a couple actors like this, but he's like revered as like being a great actor. But if you look at his like list of movies that he's done, maybe like a handful of them are actually really good, and a lot of them. Are misses. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. I feel like that. I guess that, that is his his, uh, his list. Um, but uh, he hasn't done a movie in, since like 2018, also, which is weird. Which was Equalizer Two. What I don't see. It's uh, it's upsetting. Did you see the first one? I did, and I don't really remember it, to be honest. Okay. So the, the, just a real quick tangent here. It's very similar to John Wick, and the first one is cool because he's just this ex-badass like badass dude who people fuck with him, and they don't realize that's the wrong guy to fuck with. But the mm-hmm. second movie, it's his ex-partner who he's worked with for years who's like, I'm going to fuck with this guy. <laughs> and you're like, dude, you know he's a fucking killing badass. Why are you trying to fuck with him, you fucking idiot? And he just gets owned. And it's like, yeah. Um, but anyways, I think for the food that I would say that this movie is like M&M's. Explain. It's like a candy that exists 
and they're very plain, but there's things that exist like peanut M&Ms that just are so much better. And so you're like, why would I go for that candy? It's like just the most boring run of the mill. Yeah, but it is candy. Is that what you're Yeah, but say? if if there is no things then it's better than nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of like still a little confused about my feelings for this movie. I think it's, it's really, I really enjoy it, but I'm like, where does, is the movie want me to enjoy the things I like about it? It feels like a dark comedy, but it doesn't fully Mm -hmm. like lean into being a dark comedy. And it also has like, not, I wouldn't say supernatural elements, but like. Um, what's really the word I'm thinking of? It's, um, I guess just like people seeing shit moments. Um, oh yeah. Kind of where they're just like in their own head and you see what they're kind of imagining. Yeah, but it never totally is it like does that or like uses that to the best of its ability. And um, it's just a lot of different types of tones to me. But I, I kind of like, all right, well, Jared Leto's really funny. Yeah. So there's that. And, like, Denzel is phoning it in, but he's still good. But you are, yeah. like, I I don't really – it feels like a Denzel parody role. Like, someone who's doing, like, watch, I'm going to write, like, the most Denzel – lines and stuff they're oh. like all right here we go and then they give him the script and he's like i can make this work and then he does and you're like okay but it's just so exactly <laughs> what we would feed you but uh yeah it's, there's a lot of fun elements to it i think it's just mm-hmm. like a very confusing movie as far as like what it's trying to do and say and ends on such a like morally wrong and like not triumphant <laughs> in the way uh, that it seems to like i i think it's just it i don't know what tone it's trying to say these things that it says in yeah so it's yeah very confusing it's like that that i loved i think i really did enjoy the movie and up until three quarters i was like i like all these characters this is pretty fun and then it takes like a turn where you're like, what the fuck? Then you're like, this is why so would stupid. you turn yeah. like this? And then you're just like, huh? And then the movie kind of ends. And you're like, wait, why? Why? Any of that? Why? Yeah. You're like, uh. it, it ends with just being like, that was so stupid. But yeah, about like 30 minutes in, uh, I, I paused it to like, use the restroom and Andy was watching something on her laptop next to me. She's like, uh, oh, how are you liking it? I was like, I think I, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it like seems fun but i like uh, but then it just gets weird but i would say this is like um pasta with like salt and butter where like <laughs> you get it in your bowl and you're like you take a bite you're like oh this is good but then you keep eating it and you're like no actually this sucks <laughs> um yeah. yeah let's get into spoilers i would say um this is a great streaming movie which i think that's the the godsend to to this not playing in theaters i might feel a little like my time has been wasted uh going to the theaters for this movie uh 
that's being a bit mean, but also true. But uh, yeah. Otherwise, for like <laughs> streaming, I'm like, oh, it's a good time. I think it's yeah. a pretty good time. It's not particularly smart for a movie that yeah. feels like it needs to be smart a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. and is at times trying to be. And it, it, yeah, so let's get into spoilers. Um, so yeah, where to start? Uh, one thing I want to mention is that there are so many driving scenes in this movie. They are driving the entire movie. Aren't yeah, they? that's true. They're always in their cars. They're always driving around LA too. I know where they're driving. And I'm yeah. like, none of this all sucks. Like none of these places are like nice looking or anything. Why are they driving so much? Uh, you know, there's, there's so many things that are funny about this movie. I, I just want to say, this movie takes place in the '90s, right? Yeah. It took me until almost the very end of the movie to realize it was in the '90s. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Like even there's like a scene where they show Rami Malek using a pager, yeah. and that should have very clearly tipped me off. But I was mm-hmm. like. He's using a pager. That's weird. Maybe he has it because he doesn't want to be bothered. So he just has them page him so he can get yeah. back to him like whenever he wants. I was like making up uh, dumb fucking uh, excuses for uh, it. Uh, but like I didn't realize till I think at the very end when he's Ram, Rami's driving with Jared Leto. And I'm like, oh, he could just like text him where he's going. Yeah, drop a pin. And then can't. I'm like, wait, oh, he can't. It's, this, is, this is the 90s, huh? That's <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, I had I wasn't as deep as you, but it did take me a minute because they do say 1990, but I I thought there was like, um, like a time jump possibly, which there kind of is. Uh-huh. It was like, uh-huh. however many years time. Oh, jump. is there is there a, like a a thing that says 1990 or something? There is in early the in the movie, but oh, you I must could, have missed it then. For a while, you could think that it was like the killer's first kill and then were years past or something like that. Uh-huh. But then I saw they were using uh, typewriters and shit. And I was like, okay, yeah, this yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things that could tip me off. Like uh, when he goes to the fingerprint guy's office, he's using an old ass computer. Yeah. And uh, I like with a green text screen. And I was like, oh man, why are they using such ancient ass technology? Yeah. And then, like, everyone's got a big box TV, like a CRT. And I was just like, oh, man, these people are all have just, like, shit TVs because he's shitty. in, like, a, you know, <laughs> shitty neighborhoods all the time. So I'm like, I guess they still have fucking <laughs> shitty TVs. <laughs> the, the amount of people that use pay phones in this movie. Yeah. The, the amount the of times they use it. It's like, should have known. But then I guess there's other things like um, when Jared Leto first, uh, when he fucks with Rami Malik and like calls him on that payphone and then sneaks up behind him and is like, boo. I'm like, oh, yeah. he's, you know, he used his cell phone to call him. And it's like, oh, uh, no. I guess he just called him and bolted over there. He, yeah. It, that's, it doesn't mess with the movie much. It just like, it is the, maybe just even there to make it 
uh, easier to be a mystery, right? Like a cop mystery because you don't have all this forensics bullshit. And also it was written then. Uh, So there's that. Uh, But yeah, this movie is really funny because of Jared Leto. But also like every line he says is funny because he just doesn't give a shit. He makes a joke every single line. (laughs) You know, his character is funny. His character is cool because he seems like he knows he's in a movie and they think he's the killer. And he's like, what can I say? Fuck with them and make them think I'm a killer. Yeah. And so this is let's continue to talk about him. But because like this is the moment to best bring up like the movie is like, no, he absolutely is the serial killer. Okay, uh, the one thing. Okay, real quick, the, you're saying that, but I feel like it's that the two cops are convinced this guy is the killer, but the movie has told me he's j- definitely one hundred percent not the killer. Is that maybe because I missed? That's how yeah. I felt because. In the very beginning, it shows that one girl being chased by who is supposed to be the killer. Yeah. It shows their license plate very clearly. And then when it shows Jared Leto's car for the first time when uh, Denzel's looking through it, it shows the license plate and it's not the same. So I was like, okay, this isn't the guy because this isn't his car. It's like, for sure. It Possibly be two him. cars, though. Yeah, I mean, it could be. But I just feel like they yeah. hung on that shot for so long that i was like maybe they'll find that license plate like in his back seat or something and for some reason he switches to it or you know they show the other car but then it's a truck instead of a a normal car like the one he's using so i was just like i I mean it just seems like the they they have all these facts that are like oh he's clearly just like a fucking super fan of weird shit and kill murderers and then they're like oh he you know said he's a murderer eight years ago and then they found out he's lying so there, there's yeah. just all these facts that are like hey dude this guy is definitely not it yeah but well and i think what sucks about the movie is it either way it's not that great because the movie yeah. like its point doesn't seem to be ever about it's about so many things that you just are like what is this really what are you saying yeah yeah well because by the end right it's like they're like, nah, he is the killer. And they're like, you're like, no, he's not. But you guys are saying it to make yourselves feel better. And they literally lie about it. What, what I don't with understand the, with the, ending, the, the, yeah, the, the red barrette, yeah. which I don't understand. Like, Rami's going to be like, oh, the burden is lifted. I've killed this murderer. Time to go back to work. Huh, three more bodies found exactly the same way murdered. Well, that's why. Weird. I, yeah, I... <laughs> That's why I assumed that he was was because it would be so stupid to falsify, you know, that guy is the murderer, right? Like what you're saying is exactly right. I was like, there's no way that the movie's uh-huh. so stupid. <laughs> but that's the thing. I think, isn't it? <laughs> it, it's, it might be stupid either way. It's stupid yeah. either way. The the movie it ends saying I'm just gonna lie to him to make him feel better and give him this red beret. 
but this guy is not the guy and they're still going to move on with their lives like they've completed anything other than kill an innocent man. That's the end of the movie, right? Is that not? Yeah, I guess my interpretation, which I think could be wrong, is um, it's the whole thing. Their fuck-ups are all because the the legal system. Uh-huh. Like, we... The technicalities? Yeah, it's like, oh... She could point him out, but that's uh, she fucked it up. It's never gonna work because she's yeah, that girl saw him, she saw him, yeah. So now we'll never know. And like everything, everything that they they try is like, oh, we fucked it up because now it won't be legally admissible. So I thought it was like, dude, sometimes you gotta do this, you just gotta kill him, you just gotta like kill him and then like fake the evidence because it's the same thing. But, uh, I, I can see where maybe that was me missing some things uh-huh. or something. Yeah. Well, cause I just feel like throughout their investigation, they never find any single piece of concrete evidence that says this guy was the guy he was there. Other than that, he's a fucking weirdo. That's just like, yeah. yep, it was me. Yeah. yeah. Even the end when he's like, dig up the bodies. He's, it's so it seems funny. like he's just being like, I'm just going to fuck with this cop. I and can't he's going to dig so many it. holes. I can't believe Rami Malik dug that many holes. <laughs> that was... And also that they showed him in one that was like waist deep. Where I'm like, dude, you know how long it takes to dig a fucking hole? It's a lot yourself? of energy. It it's impossible energy. to do in like a night in only like a couple hours in dry ass soil yeah yeah without a pickaxe like you get like a foot or two deep and then it becomes like fucking rock hard yeah you can't like what's going on so long yeah (laughs) i just did it for building our fence and i just had to do small holes and i was like this sucks uh so yeah but i i saw kind of their fuck-ups as being i don't know because the fuck-ups are kind of could be funny if they played them a little different i feel like this is a totally different movie if you played um denzel washington's thing a little slightly differently because he sees the ghosts of the girls and then you find out oh it's because he accidentally shot and killed one of the girls then covered it up (laughs) yeah that that which uh the whole time, okay, so they allude to that constantly throughout the movie, right? Yeah. But did you just assume it was that he, like, killed a killer or something? Um, I actually, you, like... you just like, huh, I wonder what that's about. I literally, like, I was like, what is this about? Like, I, uh-huh. I didn't really put too much thought into it. I just knew he kind of fucked something up. But, yeah, I, I don't uh-huh. really know. Okay, yeah, because I just assumed it was like, oh, maybe they found out who did it, and that guy got away, so he killed him, and that's why they they feel guilty about it. Mm. Him in the uh, the corner or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or the uh, yeah, like it's more related in a way. Well, I will say yeah. to your to your theory, where it's uh, that he's not the killer. I feel like that uh-huh. is in line with Denzel's story because. It was like a straight lie of every type. 
what what he yeah. did when he shot the girl. So like, he's like, oh, I I know we have to lie completely about this this situation, <laughs> but I I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting because like now that I'm thinking about that too, it's like the killer that he was looking for was it not the same killer that was killing these other women now because they have these white plastic bags over their heads and they're set up in ways where they're like staring at him, the killer or whatever. Yeah. But I feel like they never mentioned that. Like the characters are never like, Oh, this is like these old cases from four years ago. Yeah. The same guy. And like you said, how smart are the characters earlier? I don't feel like any of the characters are playing at the top of their intelligence. Uh-huh. And uh, nor do I really understand where they're coming from. Like, at first, I'm like, where's Rami Malik coming from even hanging out with Denzel Washington? Yeah. And, th- like, it starts out at first, it seems like he's like, fuck this guy. And yeah. then he very quickly is like, no, this guy's sick. And then ends up doing shitty things just because <laughs> Denzel's like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I, uh, I don't. Uh, yeah, it's. But I kind of like that. Choices. I just wish it like uh-huh. was more that. Yeah. Like make like this a true a black comedy. It. Yeah, and, like, yeah. a black comedy, I for me at least, can, like, just be weird and people do fucked up things. <laughs> you know, it's that's okay. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Do you think that Denzel killed that Stan Peters guy that blew his brains without with a shotgun? <laughs> You know, I, maybe on a second watch I could give you that, but I don't <laughs> okay. think I'll watch this again. The the other thing, uh, they go they break into his house, into Jared Leto's house, to try and find evidence on him. Yeah. He finds this fucking thing buried under his floor with just, like, different people's paper clips of, or uh, newspaper clippings of different people who are dead yeah. or murdered. And he's like, this is weird, but it, none of it is like proof that he did anything. But what's weird is like, they, he, he later on says like, Oh, if you give me five more minutes, I could find that red beret. Yeah. Like after they, they leave. But then the next scene is them following, driving around town, following Jared Leto while he's, like taking them on a trip all around town knowing that they're following him yeah when one of them could have just stayed and gone into his house while he they knew he (laughs) was gone five minutes and he would have been gone for hours and they could have just like meticulously gone through his house yeah they're not smart people that's really Uh. what it comes down to you know, at the end when uh, Denzel's like burning all the stuff, yeah, from uh, Jared Leto, there's like this empty metal box that he like looks at, yeah, and then he decides to throw in there. What is that? Yeah, so that's nothing. Uh, that is something <laughs> that they cut a scene from. I'm sure 
that was somehow okay. connected because it seemed like it flashed back to the memory. Right? Yeah. I think yeah. that was like a deleted scene that they uh, like, you know, like he uh, hid some evidence in that box or something. Right. Uh-huh. But they cut uh-huh. it and then they're like, well, you know, no, it still works <laughs> because we'll flash back to the moment and people will know. But you're like, no, it's dumb. It's a metal box. It's a metal yeah. box. Yeah, that he's gonna burn like it's gonna do anything. Yeah, you're burning. Like it's gonna a metal still box. be a fucking metal box. <laughs> it's very silly. Yeah. And all that being said, like I did like the music I thought was fun. It was just Yeah. Like, um not great but fun. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's kind of uh I wish it was just more campy. But it was kind of just a silly movie in a way. Do you think that the movie starts to feel like it sucks once? Like, not that the movie sucks, but uh, the movie takes a turn for the worse when Rami Malek kills Jared Leto, and you're like, no. Did you just kill the best part about this movie? Yeah. Fuck! I was glad. I believe it happens, like, pretty fairly late to where I was like, okay, it's fine. But if this happened, like, in the midpoint of the movie, I'd be like, (laughs) no, this was, like, really keeping me invested. Jared Little really is good in this. Yeah. He's very funny and, like, just joker-ass. So fucking weird. The way he walks is so awesome. He's just such a fucking weirdo. Yeah. It, that works at an appliance as appliance repair guy. Like, what's his story? It's... He, and like the, the way his hair is cut, and how he just looks in general is like, oh, this dude has murdered people. Like, he just looks <laughs> yeah. so much like the part. Even though I'm, I'm pretty sure he hasn't. I don't know. I don't. I just don't understand. I'd like to think this movie is funny because also, there it's too detectives or cops looking for a killer and the entire movie they never find the killer and they never found (laughs) who it was but this guy that they think and spend the entire movie chasing is not even the killer yeah i think it is just funny in that way and even if it's true the other way that he was the killer it's kind of funny that they're just like no, we actually suck as detectives uh, <laughs> to, like, get it. So just, you know, plant the evidence. <laughs> yeah, because it's like this movie is almost, if it's like that, this movie is a commentary on, like, the incompetence of police and how yeah. they they just spin their narratives however they want. Yeah, you know what this is? If it's seven, you add seven, and even Brad Pitt shoots and kills the guy, but then, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman comes and is like, dude, no, we can plant evidence and <laughs> like, we'll make sure he goes to yeah. jail. And then he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's, what the, yeah. that's what this movie is. Uh, where yeah. you're just like, yeah, that I- doesn't feel good. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then at the end, Morgan Freeman's like, "No, nah, he, he's like, he finds something that proves he's not the killer, but then <laughs> yeah. he gives something to Brad Pitt to be like, he was the killer, yeah. dude. You got him. That was Good totally job. him. Yeah. 
but it was uh. not the killer. What'd you just say? <laughs> uh. Yeah, I do think it's a fun, uh, fun movie. I, I fully, yeah. I fully support. It's this never movie. boring. Never boring. Yeah. I thought it was always really interesting. Although too much driving. <laughs> Way too much driving. I mean, right? Dude, the driving is sick. <laughs> the chase scene he has where he just goes in a loop and a fucking Yeah, that's, that's funny. <laughs> like, I just yeah. don't get it. Like, that's funny. But it's they such sh- this, they... like, weird type of funny. <laughs> yeah, they... They tried so hard to make you understand as if you didn't understand. Like, huh? He's over there. Wait, I was just there. Wait, what? And then he goes around. Huh? He's not there anymore? Instead of just being like annoyed. Yeah. (laughs) It's. I. There's so many uh, moments like that that I really like. But uh, I'm like, what were you even doing putting that in the script? (laughs) So I think the movie will age well. That's because it's already aged. Yeah, it started it's technically 20 years, 20 years old. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, what else to say about this movie? Uh, I think it's it is worth watching. I think it's especially. I think you could watch it after we've talked, after like hearing of a review, and enjoy it more even as well so if you uh, some movies maybe not so much but yeah if you're, you're like hey they're talking about this and this seems fun i think you'll still have a fun time uh yeah especially it. if you do like uh those mystery murder mystery thrillers if you're all about those this is just another one of those yeah think about one where they just plant the evidence to solve the mystery <laughs> and they and they know they never really find the killer possibly it's good stuff uh any final thoughts about the movie before we get into our segments our final segments Um, no i think that's it that's it for me all right so let's get into what we call our double feature and our sequel all right you want to kick it off chris yeah, so let's see. Double feature. Uh, you you already mentioned seven, but I feel like this is like if seven had a shitty ending. Uh-huh. It's like it is the same thing. That's that's exactly what I had in mind for a double feature. Is just a a better version of this yeah. movie, I guess. <laughs> <clears throat> so watch this then seven. Is that it? Yeah, I mean, I guess. I, Seven is like such a cop out of an answer. I feel like though, because that's just like a good movie on its own. Not even the fact that it's like a yeah a murder mystery thriller, because like it just looks so good too, and yeah. all the uh, the deaths are like really interesting. But if someone hasn't seen it yet, I mean, they know the ending. I'm sure because it's memed everywhere, but. Yeah, it's like, it's past spoilers at this point. Yeah. Uh, Cool. I would say my double feature is Collateral Beauty, the Will Smith movie. This movie is a really weird, fucked up movie. 
It I don't think I've ever heard of it. It's basically about um, a bunch of friends started a company with each other. And then after, like, the death of his wife, Will Smith is one of those friends. He kind of goes in to do a tailspin. So what they do is to uh, prove he's incompetent so they can take his shares and, like, do what they want to with the company. They make <laughs> him believe that death and like different angels are talking to him by hiring actors to uh pretend their their death <laughs> and it's just what so fuck? fucked up it's you watch and you're like this is what this movie's about oh my god this is fucked up it's such a weird movie and i feel like this is also just a movie that's just fucked up and like weird and you don't know why it's happening. Huh. I would I highly remember suggest seeing like a trailer for this movie and it only came out four years ago. I would really suggest this movie. Hmm. Okay. Sounds cool. <laughs> Sounds kind of bonkers. Yeah, it's very it's very good. A very good like a uh... <clears throat> Is this like Wolf uh Will Smith's best movie in like a long time you know what i would you even say it's a good will smith movie the thing is it's it's just a cool movie because you're like it doesn't need to exist and you don't see a lot of movies like this existing you know like in a world where blockbusters seem to feel and look a certain way a movie Uh about what i just explained to you is like really they made that with like Helen Mirren and Will Smith and shit. (laughs) And because of that, it ends up being interesting. If not like just so such a nasty, disgusting act to make this guy who like just lost his daughter or some shit believe he's talking to death and angels and losing his mind. That's that's almost. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. Um, but yeah, okay, let's talk about sequels, which is very hard. I didn't really wasn't really able to come up with anything too good for that. Uh for sequels, I think if there was a prequel about Jared Leto's character, come on, right? Oh That's what really my god, see. you're smarter than me. <laughs> what, what if they had one that We was didn't like... say prequels, Chris. Uh, they could totally do one where it shows Jared Leto in some other like reality where they're like, all right, you love uh, murder mysteries. We're going to put you in one and you're going to be the killer. And he's like, Mm. yes, let's do it. And it's just this fucking crazy meta. The one thing is you can't die. (laughs) Whatever you do, don't if you die. die in it, you die in real life. Yeah. So don't die. It, it, that shouldn't help <laughs> because the detectives will want to keep you alive so that they can, <laughs> you know, uh, get you. Just... <laughs> that I mean, that does seem like he. That's what he thought when he was talking to Rami <laughs> yeah. Malik. He's like, I'm gonna fucking yeah. terrorize this guy and ruin his <laughs> life, and he can't touch me. <laughs> that's perfect context. For his character. 
Yeah, I all of his motivations in this movie. The fact that he has like the fucking uh, cop uh, radio scanner in his house and everything. Yeah, and, like, the slides. It's like the pictures in the red room in his bathroom. It's like there's so many elements that are just creepy and weird and unexplained. Mm-hmm. That would make perfect sense if it was all just this guy who's like, how can I become a murderer without killing anyone? Just fuck with them. <laughs> all right. Well, cool. This has been Beat It Movie Reviews. Just had a sneezing fit that I'm recovering from. Uh, thank you for listening. Please leave a review. I think we just got a new review or two in the last couple of weeks, so thank you so much. We need more. We want more uh, people tuning in the show. If you like it, please share it out there. We appreciate you and everything you do with your ears. Chris, where can people find you, and what do we have coming up? Uh, so let's see. I'm Rebirth Project on Twitter. Next week, there's a couple movies coming out. I know one you mentioned that you wanted to watch called Space Sweepers. Yeah. It's coming on Netflix. Looks awesome. Looks awesome. It's like a space future movie where they're like junkers in space or something. But uh, we'll definitely watch that, I'm sure. But then there's also a movie coming out on Amazon Prime streaming called Bliss. Have you seen that? It's with Owen Wilson and Selma Hayek. No, actually. I know nothing about it. Uh. So the, let's see, on Rotten Tomatoes it says, Bliss is the mind-bending love story following uh, Greg, Owen Wilson, who, after recently being divorced and then fired, meets a mysterious Isabel, Samuel Hayek, uh, a woman living on the streets and convinced that the polluted, broken world around them is nothing but a computer simulation. Doubtful at first, Greg eventually discovers there may be some truth to Isabel's wild conspiracy. But anyways, it's it looks like this movie where um, Selma Hayek basically is like, dude, look at the world. What you're seeing isn't really what it is. And then there's all these like weird computer graphics like images implanted in the screen. And like he's just looking at the world with like it's like they live. But yeah. With, uh, Okay, I'm into it. It just kind of has some kind of like supernatural weird element to it. Very cool. A little bit like um, Eternal Sunshine or something like that. So it looks like, yeah, some weird, trippy drama. Yeah. Sounds cool. Yeah. So we might be able to hit you with a couple things. Let us know. As always, hit us up on the Twitter and let us know uh, if you want us to go one way or the other. And as for me, you can check it out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Joe Cabello. Uh, Put your ears to the ground for the Kickstarter for my uh, comic book to come out where people will be able to get issues one and two starting in uh, the first week of March. I'll have more details on that, but think about it. Uh, Join my Patreon to help it out, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Another movie review podcast. At least it's better than a car crash And we're gonna write some funny ads Talking movies and having a blast It's the Beat It Podcast It's the Beat It Podcast